Okay, it's Holy Trinity Sunday, and I want to talk to you about math that really works. To describe the Trinity, we often use the equation 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 1. So we're going to talk about that, but before we do that, let's pray. O oh Lord, in all the events that surround us and sometimes threaten to overwhelm us, you never fail us. Your steadfast love has nurtured us and, when, and will continue to do so. Your guidance led and still leads us. In view of the mercies you have showered upon us in the past and mercies which you promise us for the future, we pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us to have an ever greater love and an ever growing reverence for your holy name. We ask this in the, and through the merits of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. So, let's ask a simple question. Are you a witness for God? As you deal with people in your home and in your neighborhood and at school, at your place of work, wherever you are with people, do you have a desire that they know the goodness that God has for all of us in his Son, Jesus Christ? And oh, Hopefully the answer is, yeah, that's, that's what I desire. I mean, even the smallest effort, sharing a tract or portals of prayer, offering a prayer, introducing someone to a pastor, inviting someone to church, saying hello after the service to someone new. They're small efforts, but important in witnessing to the faith. If you're anything like I am, you may think, yeah, I'm a witness, but I'm sure not a very good one. For example, what do you say to someone when a tragedy happens? I mean, some tragedies other people bring upon us, and you can explain that. A drunk driver caused an accident in which your loved one died. People are sinful, and they do bad things, and people get hurt. Although the explanation doesn't make a tragedy any less painful, there, there sometimes is an obvious explanation to things. But other tragedies cannot be explained very easily, can they? Like a natural disaster, for instance. I mean, people stand by helpless as their homes and their livelihood are devastated by flood or by fire. What do we witnesses say about God to someone whose home and livelihoods have been destroyed through no fault of their own? Or maybe someone has been diagnosed with a terrible and terminal disease. What do you say to them? Witnessing sometimes seems so hard because you and I can't make sense out of life. I mean, we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the information. Sure, I could mouth some religious cliches, and those religious cliches are full of meaning for me, so they certainly are appropriate for the right person, well-worn statements like, all things work together for good. But the fact is that those good old statements don't explain what has happened. People's minds want to understand. They really, really want to understand. Doesn't yours? Our desire is to say, hey, I can explain what's going on here. But our minds don't understand, and you and I often cannot give witness to a rational explanation of what has happened. Sometimes life simply doesn't add up.
it simply doesn't make sense. A lot of things in life are like that. One plus one plus one equals one. Sometimes God doesn't make sense. But there's a lesson here for witnessing. We understand so little about the way God deals with us. When something bad happens, we're often unable to give a rational explanation. It does not seem to add up. But it's when you look back, maybe six months from now, a year or ten years later, when you look back, you often see the good hand of a loving God. And I want you to think about that for a minute. In Exodus chapter 33, Moses asks to see God's glory. God responded to the request in two ways. First, God said, you can see my face. You can't see my face because no one may see me and live. Second, God hid Moses in the cleft of a rock and said, but I'll let you see my back. It often works that way in our lives. We see God in retrospect. Our brains don't understand what God is doing now, but in six months, a year, ten years, after some time passes, or at the end of life, we'll see how God was working all things for our good. So here's the big idea for today I want you to remember. You can witness by inviting people to look back. I mean, in the creed we confess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Maker of heaven and earth. He did that in the past. God not only made the world, but God preserves us, the Bible says. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. Looking back at the Bible, we see that's true. God provided for Elijah and the widow and her son during a famine in the land of Israel. God also provided for the children of Israel during the wanderings in the desert. God preserved Noah and his family in the worst flood the world has ever seen. Hasn't God the Father also preserved you? I mean, you're here today, aren't you? Look back at the tough times in your life. Perhaps you've had medical crisis in your life. Perhaps you've had a financial crisis. Perhaps you've had problems in relationships. Maybe there was a time when you were in a very bad place. And I don't mean to suggest that these were welcome times. They definitely were not. You wish that God would not have let them happen. But he did. And he brought you through them, didn't he? Look back in your own life and witness by inviting other people to look back with you. After all God the Father has brought you through, he will not abandon you now. 1 Peter 5, 7 Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So you can witness by inviting people to look back at their lives and perhaps God has brought them through a tough time that maybe they've forgotten about. You can witness by inviting people to look back also to Jesus. He's always been there for you and others. His arms have always been open for you to come. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Since Jesus ascended into heaven, we can't see him with our eyes. We know that those open arms carry the print of nails in his hands. Those wounds received on Good Friday were part of the price he paid to rescue us from the eternal judgment 
our sins so deserved. Mark chapter 2, 10. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus, the Son of Man, the Son of God, offers you forgiveness. I mean, hasn't that comforted you many times in the past? Think about it. Think back. You were feeling lousy because you had sinned against someone, feeling guilty. While that sin damaged the relationship, Jesus was there to bring you God's forgiveness. In the eternal scheme of things, damaged relationships are easier to bear when you know that God has forgiven you. So look back in your life and invite other people to look back with you. Jesus has always been there for troubled consciences. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Even if I have neglected him in the past? Yes, even if you've neglected him in the past. He will be there for you. John 6.37 All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me I will never drive away. In the Creed, we not only confess our belief in God the Father and in God the Son, but we also confess our belief in the third person of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit. We say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. Here too, we grow in our understanding and in our witness to others by looking back. I mean, we don't know why God lets some things happen. Isaiah 55, 9, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. What I do know and what I suspect you know too is that when our life has been turned topsy-turvy, we are forced to re-examine our priorities. We grow in our understanding and in our witness by looking back and questioning our priorities before the trouble came. How often have we done that? Think back. That can be a real time of learning. Three questions that I, that can help you dialogue with someone who needs to make the life of, the life of faith the first priority. I mean, that's what you want for people, to look to God and to trust in Him and to live according to His will. That's what we all want for all, all of us. So the first question is, what is your religious heritage? You know, what do you believe about life? What is your tradition? What do you believe? Second, has your heritage helped you answer the important questions you are asking in life? And third, what are the questions you're asking? Man, these are great to keep in mind as you are speaking with someone who's trying to make sense out of what happened. All the while that you are witnessing, you should be praying that the Holy Spirit work to bring them to a new priority, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Holy Spirit indeed is the Lord and giver of life. So you can see when we don't make sense of something, we can look back. And the creed, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we look back 
at what each person of the Godhead has done for us. Think about it. One plus one plus one equals one. If it doesn't add up, then you need a new math teacher. And God is the math teacher. First Corinthians 8, there is no God but one. But the Bible also teaches there are three persons of God. Go and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. These are three separate and distinct persons, not merely three ways God deals with us, not three forms God takes. Three separate and distinct persons, yet only one God. The math doesn't seem to add up. Our limited brain power cannot understand God's nature. But the equation works when we look back and see how God has dealt with us. This much is very clear. God is completely different than we are. If we could comprehend and grasp him, then he wouldn't be God. Whoever wants to know the Holy Trinity, here's a big thought, whoever wants to know the Holy Trinity must at the same time look at God's actions for us. So when the experiences of life aren't adding up, when things are making no sense, look back, see what God has done for you in the past. That might give you a hint of what he's doing in the future. The Father has preserved you in the past. He'll bring you through now. The Son has brought you forgiveness in the past. He'll bring you forgiveness now. Believe on Jesus and the Holy Spirit has rearranged your priorities in the past, right? When he works faith in your heart. This math works and it works for all people and you can witness to that fact. Amen.